you get in shape, you, you, you put on weight if that's what you want to do, you know, you, all these things. But really, the mental aspect of it is one of the most important things. Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast wellness spot, where we focus on health and wellness and how you can reclaim your health and life today. You're in the right place if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you've been helping so many others. It's time to help yourself. In a time when health and wellness can be so confusing, I'll share my knowledge as a nurse and 20 years in wellness and help you navigate through. You will hear stories of people who have used the Shackley products, including me, as they have truly been a game changer for health. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late to pay attention to your health and how making a smart plan with natural choices can help you live your best life today. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski. This is a Wellness Wednesday spot, and I'm thrilled that you are back here today to listen. And um, today I'm bringing you bringing you a guest, bringing you a friend of mine to just have a conversation about um, about wellness, about sports, about running, some all those things that I love. Um, today I'm bringing you Mark Ramirez, who I'm lucky to call uh, a friend. I've met him through Shackley, and he actually is the longest person that's worked for Shackley the longest and has his own wonderful parking spot in Pleasanton, California. Not only that, I mean, he's just a wonderful man that anytime I go to a convention or a meeting and he's around, he just has a smile on his face and is so friendly. He took me to lunch when I was visiting the home office. And um, I'm just really thrilled that you are here today, Mark, to uh, have a conversation with me. So welcome. Thank you very much. That was a good introduction. Yeah, yeah I've uh, been at Shackley since 1973, September of 73. So I actually will be starting, what is it, my 48th year at Shackley um, in September. So I'm looking forward to that. I miss my parking spot. You know, yeah. we're working from home these days. I put a jacket on for the first time in a long time today <laughs> just for you. But uh, um, I, I do miss my parking spot because it said longest service Shackley employee, Mark Ramirez. And that was kind of a, you know, not even the CEO, the billionaire CEO has his own parking right. spot. <laughs> right, right. It just seems like it doesn't happen so much anymore that people go to work for a company and and I mean, I'm assuming perhaps you'll retire when you decide to stop working and stop ha- having fun with Shackley, then, you know, you'll retire from Shackley and that'll be it. It just doesn't happen so much. Everybody's jumping around from job to job. And it seems to be long ago that people would start and then they get the gold watch at the end, you know, to retire. Right. But you've stuck around. You know, and you said it really nicely there when you stop having fun. It is a fun company to work for. And there's, you know, uh, you just kind of live for the next thing, you know, meology or whatever it's going to be. Roger has such a vision for this company. And think about it. We're 65 years old selling products out of garage. And now it's through e-commerce and whatever it's going to be. And he just has, uh, you know, people like, Tim Cook or Bill Gates or, you know, these are his friends, you know, he can just call them up and say, hey, what's up? Right. Well, and, you know, I've been around with Shackley for 21 years. And um, and so and Shackley, what Roger bought Shackley about 16 years ago. And so I tell people that I have the before Roger and the after Roger. And certainly you have the same thing as well as been through other owners. But yeah, I agree with you to have a visionary at the helm who um, ha- is so well 
you know, well-versed, uh, well-educated, but as we were talking before, you know, I press record, he'll speak with anyone. I mean, he doesn't have the pompous attitude of a CEO that sits in his, sits in his office with his door closed. I was thrilled enough that he was on a team call with one of my top leaders last night that I was able to participate in and, and, and talked with all of us for an, for almost an hour. And um, he wants to, again, what I love about just like everything you said, I mean, he's connected to the top leaders in the world, but he wants to do good he wants to do good and help other people out, be it the people that work for him, um, the people that distribute the products, or the people that are the recipients, if you will, of the Shackley products, you know, that they buy. So it's just wonderful to have him, you know, have him on board. I often think to myself, what would I do if I had that kind of money, you know, that I could have bought Shackley Corporation 16 years ago? Um, you know, would I just sit on my laurels and travel the world and have fun? Or would I really, you know, choose to buy a company that can change the world? And uh, that's the kind of man that we work for. And that's what makes it fun to work at Shackley all these years. So I continue on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have admired you for so long as I've been um, with Shackley because you are a runner. And I, for a little short period of time, um, I still go out and run occasionally, but not the miles that I used to. But I trained for five marathons and many half marathons and did a lot of running. And you are, you do that too. I mean, you do quite a bit of running and um, much better runner than I uh, could ever hope to be. But I was just wondering if we could start there, start about like, how did you start? How did you start running? Because you certainly have a passion for that. Right. So, you know, back in 73, you know, when I started at Shackley, I was not thinking about nutrition. I wasn't thinking about I was just thinking about having fun, you know, like a, like a normal dumb kid would be doing. And then I got burned in an auto accident that cost me, you know, six weeks in the hospital and a year off work uh, trying to rehab. Um, very painful. But I realized at that point that I needed to do something better for my life. So I started running, figured, you know, I was OK at basketball. I was OK at, uh, at softball and things like that. But I and I enjoy those sports. But. They weren't really getting me uh, aerobic fitness, so I started running. And uh, my soon-to-be wife ran, and I, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, what does she, what does she think? Well, how can you believe this is fun?" You know. <laughs> but she would take me out to the San Leandro Marina, and we would run a couple of miles. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm done." And she turned around, and you want to go again? Oh, sure, yeah, let's go. Like you know, my mind saying, "Are you kidding me?" legs are fried. So we'd run four miles and that was just, you know, the top of my limit. But, but it was, it was a, a, a beautiful woman and I enjoyed her. The Marina where we ran, it was very scenic. So um, I started running. Shaffy used to pay for races back in those days. So uh, we would register for a lot of races. And then um, I got to meet uh, uh, Dr. Jim Whittem. Uh, who was a scientist and was developing products like uh, physique and performance. And uh, and he would say, hey, Mark, I got this one and this one that we're working on. What do you think? You know, and I'd go out and run uh, around Lake Merritt, which was a, a 10K in under 40 minutes. And he's, oh, man, it must be working. <laughs> I said, yeah, I like it. So uh, we would we would kind of go along. Uh, the, that route for a while, but he, he was a marathoner and I didn't know anything beyond a 10K. 
So we would go out and run long lunch runs and eat. I would tell Jim, hey, I, you know, because I was tired. I only have 45 minutes for lunch, Jim. <laughs> Just tell him you're with me. Come on, let's go. And he'd run me out to Stanley Andrew from Hayward and back. And uh, But anyway, got, I, I started to get my legs and uh, it started to see that I, my times were improving. So I set a goal to break three hours in the marathon. And uh, uh, looking back, I've, I've ran over 30 marathons and I've done several triathlons, including Escape from Alcatraz. So a couple of fun finish line performances for me were uh, having Jim Whittem and Karen Topping waiting for me at the uh, shoreline uh, swimming from Alcatraz. And uh, I ended up doing okay. I, I think I was like 60th place or something like that. But it was wow. it was genesis for my career. And I, I, I like that because it uh, involved all parts of the body. Um, but then after a while, I realized I didn't have enough time to train like that, to, you know, go open water swimming and that and all that and, and still work and, and have a life and raise children. So I started marathoning because that was something I could do early in the morning before work at five o'clock in the morning and run a hundred miles a week. And uh, the goal was to always break three hours. So out of those uh, 30 marathons, I ended up with five sub three. So uh, some were pretty close, but uh, at the wow. age of 56, I ran 257 uh, in the marathon, which is about a, a 640 per mile pace, 645. Wow. wow. Like I mean, I've, that's, it's completely impressive. I mean, that's, I'm 57. There's a, there's no way that I could. Um, I mean, I was happy to, whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not even going to tell you what my time was. It doesn't matter. I think that accomplishing a marathon, regardless of what your time is, is, is super great. You know, it's quite an accomplishment. You know, I've had the pleasure of, you know, I live in the Chicagoland area. And so I've gone down and I've, well, so my first marathon that I was training for, just a little bit about me, but the first train, you know, I had a, a couple of children and um, had three children. And then unfortunately I miscarried and, you know, we kind of thought, well, maybe we're done, you know, we'll, we're blessed with the three children, done having kids. And I started running more and I met some people at my health club and they were training for the marathon. And so I decided I would, you know, train for the marathon. Well, in the midst of that, somehow I got pregnant with my fourth child. So I did not um, do that marathon, but I went down and watched the, you know, watched the, watched the marathon, um, watched my friends, you know, cheered them on at the end, but I watched, watched the pros and I've watched Chicago marathons on the TV too. I mean, they are fast and you're oh, fast. Yeah. If you're 640, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fast too. So I respect you a lot for that. Yeah. I mean, that is some speed. Yeah. Well, you know, I always, uh, you know, think to myself, you know, a body, a human body is just not made to go 26 miles, but you, you force yourself and you train properly and you use a good nutrition and you'll get there if you have that mindset to, you know, power through rain and wind. And, and I'm sure you got a lot of that in Chicago. Yeah. I, I, uh, I never did the Chicago marathon, but I always wanted to, because they say it's a really fast course. And I was always trying to break three hours. Uh, I did Boston, the hundred running of the Boston marathon with uh, Jim Whittem. And uh, um, I've done a lot of, lot of, you know, you know, marathons in different areas of the, of the country. Yeah. Well, they say that, I mean, because Chicago is so flat, a lot of people would come here to, to do Chicago cause it's fast and then they could qualify for Boston. So, you know, many were here for that and it goes through all the different neighborhoods and, um, 
I mean, I was in one that they shut it down because it was so hot. Um, right. Yeah. And, um, you know, so anyway. Yeah. And the wind. And the yeah, wind. I, right. Yeah. I did the Twin Cities Marathon and uh, it, it was a decent day, but I got put in a second wave. And uh, so I, I didn't break three hours that day, but I was pretty close. I just, you know, and I had a lot of inspiration, met a lot of my wife's family I'd never met before. So it was just a really, really good experience. I think that's important. Like what you said, I think, I mean, again, the stamina, but I mean, the good nutrition, but mindset is so, is so important to have that positive mindset because there's a point, right? In every marathon, I remember that you just kind of want to quit and right. uh, you kind of have to get to 20 and and um run a 10k and run a 10k with just saying okay uh even as somebody said uh i'll you know i'll walk when it's over kind of thing so right yeah so i get tomorrow to rest right but, well you know and, yeah and and that that's true the the mindset for ca- carrying that pace after 20 is really important and uh so i always but i always thought well i've got the good fuel in me mm-hmm. you know this is what's going to power me through and, uh, um, you know, I've trained with it. I, I think if you, uh, you know, don't know what 640 per mile pace is, you know, you better learn that while you're training, you know, the, you know, whatever it is, six to eight weeks uh, before the marathon, a lot of that 640 per mile pace needs to be part of your regiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's where Jim would come in and just push me and push me and push me is uh i think uh, he had a 240 marathon time or something like that wow yeah so yeah. let's talk about nutrition and fuel and again you may- mentioned a few products there that people may not know about but i've love physique which is i think it's called something different now build, but, build now you know, build now and um as a recovery um probably some hydration drinks there too. I mean, what do you talk, talk a little bit about the nutrition and what you learned about in your own training. That's so important for somebody that's, you know, just going to go out and run or really is going to train and needs to fuel themselves for the long distance. Well, yeah, you, you know, you just burn up all your electrolytes. So if you're not replacing them, you know, you're going to have a deficit. So that was the, the first thing I learned. And then uh, for, Recovery, you know, the next day you need to have something like build or, you know, at that time it was called uh, physique, you know, because it's got the perfect blend of uh, amino acids and carbohydrates and, you know, protein to fuel you uh, and to help you recover so that you can go at it again the next day. You know, uh, you know, some people cheat, but, you know, it's best to be natural. If you want to live younger, longer, you know, be natural from the beginning and you will have a long life. And mm-hmm. uh, so th- that's what I learned. Yeah. Well, and I, I definitely learned that, you know, you put garbage in and garbage comes out or you put good right. things in and good comes out. And I learned that too, that again, you can be a, uh, I don't like the words, but like say a regular athlete or not somebody that's, you know, that's, you know, regular person, if you will, that's not running those distances. And then you can be a long distance runner and an athlete. And when you're an athlete, you're just burning through your nutrient, your nutrients faster than the common man, if you will. And so you need to replace those in order to continue on with your stamina, your energy and things like that. You just have to re replace them. And that importance of doing something right after your run so that, cause you got to get out there the next day, right? So you got to go right. recover those yeah. muscles, refuel those muscles um, so that the next day you can get up 
and go do it all, you know, do another run or another cross train or something like that. You know, when, when you're trying to do something uh, that you normally wouldn't be able to do, break three hours in a marathon, you, uh, the next day is a still workout, you know, you got to, and you got to figure out how to make it a recovery workout. And, and sometimes when you're doing hundred miles a week, you know, you need to run six and four, six in the morning and four in the afternoon, something, you know, so you're doing something all the time. And uh, um, I think if I didn't have build or, you know, physique at that time, I would never have been able to accomplish that. And yeah, as you age, you, be, you begin to slow down. So you still run, you just don't run as much. You know, I'm not going to go out there and run hundred miles a week and, you know, until I can't run anymore, my back or knee or whatever hurts. So, you know, your body just tells you when to slow down. But I think having good nutrition will and, uh, and, and the proper type of exercise will keep you younger, longer. Right, right. Yeah. The, the exercising that you're doing can be more, you know, more enjoyable for you if you've got that proper fuel. And, you know, right. part of me wonders... I don't know. I think my running days are over, but part of me wonders, cause as I, you know, when I trained for that first marathon, uh, that I went on to do after I had my first, my fourth child, you know, I knew a little bit about again, Shackley nutrition, but not, not a whole lot. Cause I was just getting started with Shackley. And, um, I learned a little bit more with each one. And, um, if I got a little bit, I think, you know, a part of me is like, Oh, I should really do it a little bit, you know, do another one and really do it the right way. Because I know that at the end, I don't hydrate enough. Those electrolytes, I um, I know I don't do that enough. That was one thing that I learned that I really should hydrate better, and I think I would have had a better time and better stamina. But you know, I, I, as a as a runner, you're always just pounding the ground and out there. You know, it's kind of tough to carry stuff with you, um, and so as I but but I would do it just because I knew I needed to. And so nowadays, uh, I just get my performance and put it there on, on my pre-core cyclists. You know, they have these uh, uh, stationary bikes uh, over at Twin Flower Fitness, so I went and bought one of those. And uh, it's just great when it's cold or whatever. I just jump on that thing to make it more convenient and get you know thirty to you know get forty-five minutes of exercise on that. Mm-hmm. And it works works out real well because you got your water bottle right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and what I learned about the hydration drinks is because, you know, so many of these races have Gatorade or Powerade or some, you know, other national brand, if you will. And those never really sat very well in my stomach. And so right. that's what I loved about performance, which what is called hydrate now. <laughs> but it just it just it absorbs so quickly, you might be able to speak to it better than me, but this is the way I explain it. It absorbs so quickly into your system that it doesn't have time to make you feel nauseous or kind of gurgle around in your stomach. And I found that that was so much better to tolerate as I did my training runs. Right. It's readily available. And, uh, and that's why in, in big races, I would have people, my crew would be out there, you know, ready at certain miles to hand me my, my performance at that time. And, uh, yeah, it, you knew it wasn't going to affect you. Uh, sometimes you use whatever they have and, and all of a sudden you got a, a bellyache. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, plus Shackley, <laughs> the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you had, um, in regards to that, have you had much experience with other, I mean, I know you've been with Shackley almost 48 years, but I mean, have you had experience with other, other sports products, um, that have really helped you again, appreciate the Shackley or is it just what you've learned through your experience with Shackley? Cause 
I, I mean, I'm with you. The, the Shackley difference is real. And, um, but, um, you know, talk a little bit about that. Have you had that experience? Right. Or? Well, you know, um, you, you have to fuel in a race. And if, you know, your, your crew, you know, was at the wrong mile marker or whatever, you just take whatever they give you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you know, chewing and feeling like you need water or you can't get it down or, or, or your stomach's upset, you know, you realize, oh my goodness, that was a mistake. Why didn't I ever think of that? Mm-hmm. Or why didn't I just pack it? You know, so, uh, you know, in case your crew make makes mistakes, but that, that was, you know, you just, those kinds of uh, memorable experiences were, were where you realize that Shackley difference is a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I did a, um, we did a pod, or I did a podcast with Eli Bremer, who's the, you know, head of the peer performance team and of, ath- of Olympic athletes. And we really talked about that um, Shackley difference and the purity. And if you haven't heard that podcast, you can go back and listen um, to that with Eli. But um, again, I've, I've come to really appreciate over the 21 years that I've been involved that there is, there is a difference between, you know, drugstore vitamins and Shackley vitamins or drugstore hydration drinks and Shackley hydration drinks. There's such a difference. And um, I know you're in IT, but um, again, I've, you probably know more about the research and the development and the testing than. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. I walk into the laboratories where they were, where they were in the beginning in Hayward and then uh, now they're in Pleasanton and, and you, you look at the diagrams people have on drawn on their boards and you're like, Oh my goodness, these are real scientists. And just about everybody has a PhD and they really know so much more about products than, than I do that I just learned to trust them because they, they, you can see the passion that they have for putting everything into the product and coming out with the best product. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they go through so many trials and they mm-hmm. test for so many contaminants. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and again, that's not what most companies do, you know, right. and I, th- it just really isn't. And so you just don't know. I mean, I told the story, I think I told this to Eli um, and I'll tell it to you. My youngest son who's 17, he's, uh, his plan is to go into the Air Force. Um, he's studying to be a mechanic now, and he wants to go work on the airplanes and helicopters and in the Air Force. And so he's been going through, you know, testing, and then they had their physical and um, testing, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago that he had to go to. So he was talking to his recruiter a couple of weeks before that appointment. And he said, you know, cause Tommy's been working out cause he's a slight guy like you are, but he's needed to, yeah. you know, there's a certain weight he has to be a certain weight for sure. And so he's trying to put on some weight. <laughs> so he's working out and then he's pouring all kinds of things in his Shackley, you know, protein shakes with peanut butter and honey and all kinds of stuff. So his recruiter says to him, so have you been working out and you drinking protein shakes? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing that. And I'm drinking some creatine. I don't know where he got that. So, um, and the guy said, stop taking the protein, like stop drinking all of that stuff. Because there was a guy that came through, he went through the physical and he got tested, you know, was, had to take the blood and pee and all that. And something came up like that wasn't good. That was like a banned substance and he can't go into the Air Force. So you don't want that to happen. And he told me that if my son told me that I was like, well, Hey, you know what? I don't know what the creatine is. So you can put that aside. You got that from GNC. Um, But Shackley, you could take it, right? That's, I mean, the Olympic athletes trust it because it's safe. 
and you can trust it as a son, a boy going into the Air Force. So it just made me proud of, I think he stopped taking it anyway, just because he wanted to make sure yeah. that uh, he wasn't sure about what I was saying. But it's true, right? You never know about the long-term effects. And so if it's not safe, then don't use it. And, uh, you know, I, I asked about that product one time years ago. And um, they were told telling me it's not safe. You know, there's, the, the there's creatine? some questions about it. Yeah, creatine. So yeah. we're not using it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. And again, that's what I told them. I I asked a couple people, and they said, "Oh, if you drink lots of water, then it's okay to drink creatine." I don't I don't know enough about it, so I can't really speak to that. But right. again, I was happy to say, you know, you can you can continue with the protein because or any Shackley product because you're going to be it's going to be safe. There isn't going to, nothing's going to show up. Yeah, it's proven safe. Nothing's going to show up on your blood test or your urine test or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're talking about a career, you know, in the Air Force or as an Olympian, you know, you don't want to make mistakes. No, because, you know, you work just like he's working hard. Those Olympic athletes work hard too for, um, for that bid and their dream. And, um, we, you know, they don't want to lose that by some silly protein drink that might be contaminated. So, you know, as we kind of wrap things up here today, again, I, you and I could sit and talk about all kinds of things forever. Um, you know, lots of people I talk again on this podcast about, um, about wellness, about addictions, about recovery and things like that. And I know that a lot of people, they choose, sometimes they choose poorly things to handle their stress of life. And, um, some people, you know, choose things like running or yoga. I know I love yoga that helps to feed, you know, to feed my mind as, and my soul as well as my body. I mean, what have you found? What have you found that running's given you besides, like you said, you know, just a level of fitness that you're happy with. I mean, has running become something more for you than that? Over the years? Exactly. I mean, you, you get in shape, you, you, you put on weight if you, that's what you want to do, you know, you, all these things. But really, the mental aspect of it is one of the most important things. And, you know, uh, we as well miscarried uh, a couple of times uh, after our first two children. And <clears throat> so now we have three. And uh, Matthew James, uh, named him after Dr. Jim Whittem, is... Uh, 21 years old, doing great, you know, Pachico, and uh, we're so happy with him. But, it, you know, I think that going through uh, trauma like that, just about every person has some kind of grief or, or issues in their life. And, uh, and in running and, and being healthy helps you get over that a lot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you still go through a period, but, but you know, you know, it's, it takes a while, but once you do come out of it, you're, you go back and that's sort of a, you know, a building stone in your foundation to, to get past uh, some of these issues in life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, thank you. know, th- that's another aspect of Shackley. I love mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm able to stay healthy and enjoy life uh, and, and get through these periods. Right. Well, I get, yeah, it is that I think, you know, when you are, aligned with a good company that provides you those nutritional products, it just raises your bar. You know, you're up at a, you have a firmer foundation, if you will. And so if you do fall down for whatever reason, if you get burned or if you have a trauma in your life, or it's just easier to get back up because, because that's what I talk about. It's like, you need to build, just like you need to build your house on a good foundation. 
you really should build your health on a good foundation. And that's those vitamins and minerals and protein and build that so that when things come along, like the coronavirus or again, a trauma or something else, um, an injury, perhaps it brings you down a little bit, but you're able to pop back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And stay even keel and know that you're following a leader that has vision. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that company's always going to be there 65 years later, here we are. Well, and I find that, I mean, some people I don't think think about this, but a lot of times when the founder of a company dies, you know, then the, the philosophy of that founder tends to get a little diluted over the years. And I've loved that Dr. You know, Shackley's philosophy hasn't gone away. I mean, he started it 65 years ago with in oh, harmony with nature. Good. Yeah. Right. And science blended with nature and leaving a gentle footprint on the earth. And that's still here today. Right. And then, like you said, someone comes along like Roger Barnett, that's now taking us into, you know, just the next, the next phase and the next phase. But he keeps that. He spoke on the team call last night about Dr. Shackley and continuing on with that sustainability that Shackley has always had and always will. So, you know. What you think you look, what you think you do, what you think you are. Mm -hmm. It is so true. 65 years later, here we are. Right. And he had such a good foundation. I think that's another reason the company's being blessed so much because he started us out on the right foot. Right. Well, and, you know, as he also spoke, Roger spoke last night, you know, the big trends right now are, you know, that we've learned through this pandemic is that health is of most importance. I mean, at Shackley, we always known that. But I think a little bit more worldwide, people are realizing the importance of health. And then the second one is e-commerce. You know, you're working yeah. from home. I'm working from home. Things are being delivered. I got a Shackley box delivered to my doors this morning. Um, we can just go online and order things. And then the, you know, the growth of the gig economy, the side gig economy. That's what I have. I have a little side gig, which has blessed me for 21 years, which has helped my kids play some, you know, club sports. It's helped us travel. I mean, it's been a personal development course with a compensation plan right attached to it. And it's been a wonderful side gig that, um, again, I think for sure during this pandemic, people are realizing that there's nothing wrong with a little bit of a side gig, maybe a couple of side gigs. And we right. can all be happy working like that and having having that, um, having, having, you know, working again, aligning with a company that provides those products for health and uh, provides a freedom and flexibility that um, you don't really find any other place. Right, exactly. You know, my uh, my uh, another part of my life I'd like to bring up is that my wife is deaf, and she worked at Shackley for 20 years. But because she learned to lip read, you know, as a young child, she was able to get by being deaf in, in a hearing world. And uh, so my daughter saw that growing up, and uh, decided she wanted to be a speech pathologist. So she got her master's over uh, at San Jose State, went to Biola for four years, then got her master's at San Jose State, and now is living her dream in San Diego uh, on the beach, surfing almost every day, and you know, being able to uh, teach children how to lip read and uh, how to use cochlear implants and you know, speech pathology. So yeah, life is such a blessing when mm-hmm. you live a good, healthy life and stay a beat. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The nutrition as well as the, the healthy mindset too. So um, any last words that you'd like to leave with us, Mark? Um, again, I really appreciate you taking the time with me today. And uh, I know the listeners are really super enjoying this as well. Any last words yeah. that you want to leave us with? I'm just grateful that you asked me and uh, I feel like I'm just a nobody <laughs> that became a somebody because of Shackley. And uh, so I, I think that if you uh, haven't tried living healthy and and exercising and doing all those things that need to happen, you know, you're at a deficit. So get on board with Shackley and you'll be happy. Yeah, I love, I love, I love what you said. Um, and you know what, one of my, just to mirror that, one of my distributors, uh, who's a good friend, she just, well, she's been a customer for many years and she decided that she loves Shackley so much. She wants to share it with her friends and earn some money and um, kind of work towards her future. Uh, she loves being a teacher, but she doesn't, she knows she doesn't want to do that forever. And so anyway, we were, we had a gathering um, in September for the global conference. You know, we had to do that virtually. So here locally, we had um, some people over to somebody's um, somebody's home and her husband came for the dinner part. We had a taco truck outside. And it was lots of fun. And so we were chatting and then they were going to leave. And he looked at me with such, you know, love and conviction in his eyes. And he thanked me. He said, you know, Ira, thank you. He goes, thank you for helping Elizabeth. He said, you have changed the trajectory of our lives. And that's the power of Shackley. Like what you said, you're a nobody that became somebody because of Shackley. I mean, we we don't take what we do lightly. And obviously you don't either because you've been around for so long. And I just will never forget what he said to me. It filled my heart with such joy because I'm like, that's why I do what I do every day. That's why I share with other people because we have the opportunity to give somebody a chance to be a nobody and become somebody or to really change the trajectory of their life. And I truly believe that's a gift. So we'll close it up by that. And again, just really, yeah, grateful that you're, you're here and that you're part of Shackley and I've become, you've been become part of my life with my experience with Shackley. Thanks for sharing all your tidbits. I've loved it. Um, I know the listeners have too. And again, um, just glad that people come back and listen um, and share this podcast because that's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for is to share a little bit of hope and a little bit of fun. And again, a chance that we can all live a better, healthier life if we make some healthy choices. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know, as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.